Hi, I'm Peggy, the amputee mommy. And I'm Dave, the bionic blogger. And this is Amped, the podcast for people with limb loss. Hey, Dave, how are you? I am doing well, Peggy. How are you doing? I have... I have actually had better days. Thank you for asking. I wanted to, to be upfront and in full disclosure with our AMPED listeners. Um, I may sound a little off today. I'm having a little bit of trouble with, with like, words. <laughs> I was, There's a good reason, though. I was playing outside with um, my little three-year-old troublemaker, Timmy. I love him to death. Um, and we were playing baseball and he let go of the bat and it came and it socked me right on my eyebrow and, uh, knocked me out for a little bit. I'm not exactly how long, but eventually Scott found me and I think Timmy went to get him. Scott found you? (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't out there. No, I, I was like knocked out. Wait a second. This is, this story is, this is not the same story that you were telling me before. You just made it sound like you got hit by a bat. You're unconscious yeah. outside for some undetermined period of time? Well, I don't think it was very long, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm really I know. Um, um, but it, it really, it's like right on my eyebrow, so it really hurts right now. Um, but I'm dedicated, so we're here. Dedicated? Yeah. Uh, or or a little bit crazy. Either well, way. that could well, I did get hit in the heads with a bat, so that could account for it, too. Wow. My judgment could be off a little bit. <laughs> you know, all the things you've been wanting to say on this podcast, if you're ever going to do it, now's the day. Exactly. You have, you have exactly. deniability. That's right. Carte blanche. There you go. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah. I, I've never been hit by a bat before, but I've swung many of them, and uh, the damage they can do is quite profound. So I'm glad yeah. that uh, you didn't require stitches or anything else. It didn't cut in. I mean, there was no like external blood. I have, I have no idea what's going on in there, but there was no external blood. So that's a good thing. So should we call this, should this be episode 69, the concussion episode? Is that, should be, that be the working <laughs> title? It might be. We'll see by the end of this how I managed to muddle through it. Wow. But I, I think we'll be okay. I'm glad you're still I with us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Well, it's very hard to segue away from that. I'm going to let you try. You're the one who got hit All in right. the head. I did get hit in the head. But I still know that we are at the beginning of March and we have a new poll question for March. But before we do that, we have to go over February's. Yes. How's that for a segue? Not bad, right? No, that was quite skilled for someone who's you right. know concussed. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't go to the doctor. I probably should. Probably. I probably should. Yeah. I'll probably do that tomorrow. <laughs> a lot of good it'll do you then. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, so uh, Jan- or February's poll question was, over the past 12 months, have you contacted your federal lawmakers about any issue affecting the limb loss, limb difference community? It was a very simple yes or no question. Um, and we, we asked this for a very specific reason, mainly because we believe that, that our AMP listeners are very highly engaged and are on the forefront of activism issues and want to, to become active and to speak out and to advocate for what they believe. 
And basically, we did the poll because we wanted to test our test our hypothesis a little bit. Yeah, and you know, we we sort of we we didn't tease the specific reason, but we we said when we launched this poll that there was one, and I, I think it was again you and I have sort of hypothesized about the the people who uh, are part of the amped army and the people who are engaging in these activism efforts and while our sample size may very well be skewed towards people who are more more activist than not um, we we wanted to try to validate you know for the people who are listening and responding to this poll question are 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 they more active? activist than people who um, are not. And we actually took a look at some research uh, before we go through the poll results. So uh, the Pew Research Center, uh, which is a nonprofit organization, if you've, you've probably seen Pew Research many times in your life, they do all kinds of surveys. Um, they've done two surveys on the internet and civic, civic engagement, one in 2009, one in 2013. And the 2009 one um, what they learned was that 30% of the respondents had contacted a national, state, or local government official about an issue in the previous year. Um, 15% of them were an active member of a group that was trying to influence public policy. And it also concluded that higher uh, income and education individuals tended to be more active politically. So uh, the, the more schooling you had, the more resources you had, the more active you tended to be. So that's 2009. 2013, it not, perhaps not surprisingly, uh, with the rise, you know, r- the real rise of social media to its a more mature form, uh, the the um, numbers went up. Thirty nine percent of Americans performed some sort of political activity on social media in twenty thirteen. That's already five years ago. Sixty three percent of those individuals got involved in political activity or with a political group, and sixty percent of those individuals. In other words, 60% of the 39% performed some sort of political activity on social media. 60% of them expressed political opinions online, either via an email to a politician, uh, to a politician or via a petition. So you can see that uh, social media has certainly empowered people to become much more uh, engaged with respect to activism issues. So that's kind of the backdrop around which uh, we're looking at this. Uh, the 2013, the most recent Pew Center study data, 39% of Americans performing some sort of political activity on social media, almost 40%. So with that being said, Peggy, how about you walk through the actual results we got? So uh, we we launched this poll to find out if our amped army was as active as the norm, less active, or more active. And according to our poll results, nearly eighty percent contacted a legislator in the last twelve months. Um, so that's much higher than the norm. Um, kind of validated our hypothesis. And really, Dave, I think it it shows that. Um, you know, our power is with our collective voice. I think that the community kind of discovered that back with the um, whitehouse.gov petition for the draft LCD many, many years ago. Three years ago. How many years ago was that? That was three. Yeah, it's actually, it it's actually like a little lifetime. less than that, about two and a half years ago. Yeah, so it was it? the summer, okay. it was the summer of 2015. Yeah. 16, 17. It'll be three years okay. in July. 
Okay, so three years ago, the community, it was really the first time in, in my memory that the community really rallied behind a single point and everybody from, from different political affiliations and different beliefs and all walks of life really kind of agreed on this issue. And we saw that when our voice became a collective, a collective community and that we, when we work together, that there's a lot of power in that. And the fact that 80% of our amped army has taken advantage of at least one of the calls to action in the last 12 months is testament that, that people still want yeah, to be and I don't. Engaged. I was not surprised by this result. I was happy, but I wasn't surprised. I, I think uh, the people who are, uh, who are coming and, and speaking to us, Peggy, communicating with us on social media, uh, the people who are most likely to want to be involved with this organization are the people who I think are inherently interested in trying to influence public policy and legislation in a positive direction for people with limb loss, limb difference specifically, and for the broader disability community generally. So this was not this was not a shock to me, but it was nice to see it validated in the poll results. Exactly. I was not surprised by it either. I don't think any of our listeners are really going to be surprised by it, but it, even Kitty isn't surprised <laughs> yeah, by sorry, it. Sorry, Mike. But, when, I, when I record uh, to keep the sound from outside my bedroom from leaking in, and there's plenty of it, my cats sometimes just refuse to leave. And then, of course, once I start recording, they sit here and they mule because they want to go out the door and I'm not going to let them because it was their choice. They had their shot. All right. That's it. So now I they figure, have to live with the you know, maybe they'll learn. They don't because they're cats. They're not dogs. But Let, I, I was just going to say that. Yeah, no, Let me as know I, how as that I works sit here for you. staring okay. at him, he's just staring at the door now from about three feet away, meowing periodically. Mm-hmm. Okay. But 80% have contacted a legislator. So very proud of the Amped Army. Um and and the fact that you know we're not we're putting out these calls to action and we're letting people know the issues that are pertinent and that are really impacting the limb loss community and that that our listeners aren't just you know passively listening to that information but they're actively fully working agree that's change. a really good synopsis Peggy. All right, so on to March in like a lion and a baseball bat and hopefully out like a lamb. But we do have a new poll question. And the poll question this year is it's almost like this got year. hit by a Sorry. bat or something. This month? There you go. <laughs> I know. I'm, so, I'm really sorry. Um, the poll question actually, I, I brought this one to the table because I have been involved in some talks with some designers about um, adaptive clothing and they're soliciting information from the, the limb loss, limb difference community because they're looking to make a whole line of clothing for people with, with a variety of different disabilities. So they really wanted a baseline of, of what does the community want. So we created this poll to kind of help answer that question as well. And the poll is, in order to make sure that my clothes fit over my prostheses, I, A, get my clothes altered or customized after buying them. B, alter or customize the clothes myself after buying them because they really frown upon taking scissors into the store before you buy them. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I would get that. It was I, a joke. I didn't, you know, I, I was I was waiting for you to get through all three before I came up with something really witty. <laughs> all right. 
Sorry. Um, or C, I don't worry about it. I just wear clothes off the rack without alterations. So that is our poll question. It's going to be up on the website all month, and it's a simple ABC poll. Uh, if you could take a moment of your time and let us yeah. know, and I will we'd say, really appreciate it. Um, I find very what I find most frustrating about wearing clothes over a prosthesis is just the amount of damage the prosthesis does to the clothes. I don't care so much about how they look at one level. But man, oh man, I'm sick of buying pants and like three days later saying, oh, yeah, because I crossed my legs. Now there's a there's a little tear in the over the knee or by the ankle. It's fantastic. Yeah. Socket. Sockets just I'm a BK and sockets just eat the it jeans. Is. I mean, it's just it's absurd. But, you know, I will answer the poll question and I know you will answer the poll question and hopefully everybody else will. Yeah, and, and then, then we can and reveal then the that powers that be that April. ask you this question from from the world of fashion, they can take that information and use it, and we'll have we'll finally have amputee specific clothes within three or four months after that, right? <laughs> and well, probably a year or so, but you know, just a little bit of a teaser, Dave. You and I were both deemed who? reasonably who attractive, so if they do. If they do, if they do come up with a line of clothing, then we have been asked if we would help model them. So because we are reasonably attractive, I'm like, my you know, wife. I guess I'm panel? just going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> like a, move you're on. reasonably attractive. <laughs> Thank you, Kara. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm so excited about the opportunity to stand in front of a room of people and instead of being able to talk, having to actually just walk and be observed because that's that makes me very comfortable. I cannot wait to see your runway turn. That that's the whole reason that I'm taking all of these. No, no, no. I just want I, at the end of the runway. I just want there the to be runway. a trap door, and I will fall through it. I just want to disappear off the end. So, <laughs> but it'll be fun. It would be an adventure. So anyway, but the first step of that is is to see about the adaptive clothing. If this is something that the community even feels a need and let for me just, or, or what yeah, you would Let me need. just put out so, a related call for anybody who's interested so in auditioning question. for the role of Dave McGill as a runway model. Please send your fo- headshot and background to uh, ampedpod at gmail.com and I'll review those submissions personally. And the most well-rounded individual who's capable of representing me well will get the honor. No, no, because I will oh, I'll great. put your Thanks, wife on it and make sure that she yeah, tells you that help. you have to do it. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I try. Yeah. So, you, so uh, you have an exciting week, week this down week, in though, DC right? for the world of ONP. Um, AOPA, the American Orthotic and Prosthetic Association, hosts its annual policy forum down in DC this week. And so I will be down there uh, spending one day, Wednesday, uh, learning everything I need to know. Uh, about how what the issues are and who to talk to on Capitol Hill. And then all day Thursday, in what is currently forecast as a kind of gray, rainy day, I will be slogging through Capitol Hill and with many other people from New York, and we will go visit multiple legislators, both in the House and Senate, and try to convince them to do wonderful things. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll provide a summary of it. Awesome. Good luck with podcast. that. 
In a related vein, Peggy, we want to remind everyone um, that the National Association it. for the Advancement of Orthotics and Prosthetics, NAAOP, uh, its fellowship application process is open. And uh, we're hopeful that many people will apply. If you are not familiar with what we're talking about, just listen to our previous podcast on the topic. I, I do want to point out, Dave, that uh, we had nothing to do with the timing of this application. Uh, so I've we've we've received a few frustrated emails from people who would have been interested in the opportunity, but but felt like it was posted too late for them to take advantage of it because they have taken other summer summer opportunities and internships and things like that. Uh, and while <laughs> True, I feel your not. frustration, um, I guess it's mine. It's in not wearing my, my NAAOP hat. Um, but in all seriousness, obviously, we weren't trying to. You know, there was no intent here. This is largely the function of um, you, we've got a board of individuals who are all trying to coordinate schedules as we worked through this concept. Um, and uh, we, we got it done as quickly as we could, but we do recognize maybe late for some people. And for that, we're sorry. Um, you know, but hopefully if things go well this year, um, we will be rebooting it in 2019 and you'll have your chance then. So uh, please don't lose hope. And certainly for those of you who've already gotten jobs this summer, congratulations. I think that's pretty impressive. Um, and I'm sorry that uh, this wasn't up there sooner. Wish I could say something more constructive, but it kind of just is what there it is, go. sadly. It is, but uh, you know, and I tried to to respond to everybody and just explain that this is the inaugural <laughs> year and that hiccups it's, it's have happened theme and that here. it's not my fault. I think it's just yeah. Let's remind people the NAOP fellowship is not yes. an amped fellowship. We are not the ones who created it. We are not the ones who uh, we are promoting it for NAOP, which is an organization I'm involved with. And um, again, look. I'd love to have been able to put this out there in December, but it simply wasn't possible. And we were working through the logistics. We wanted to make sure uh, that we had a fellowship that from a programmatic standpoint could withstand uh, a person being there full time for 10 weeks. And we had to work through a lot of information, a lot of logistics to do that. So I hope people are patient with us and, and understand uh, why that happened. And I guess I can't say anything more on the topic. Absolutely. But go ahead and um, if you have not and yet applied really upset, and it's something that you're bring interested it back to in, the policy forum uh, get your application in. I'll be there and you, you can take a swing and then, no, then we can compare notes next week. <laughs> don't say that. Okay. Don't say that. I don't, I don't think they're going to let there you. you go. I don't think we they're going to let that. you no, don't do that. with a Don't bat. do that. Don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. I, I would hope not. I would hope I've never not. tried. No. No? But, so, yeah, don't do that. Well, I wouldn't try it. I get no, the full pat-down experience now, wherever I go all this, the time. You're get, like, the that's full part of, that's experience part of the luxury of being what we are. Yeah, I do. Yeah, maybe we should do that one. I know, I know. But that's all a topic right. for a different podcast. Um, yeah. Yes. No, I yeah. – Pat down horror. We talked about this. I bet before. I have you beat you though. You do. You definitely do. I was just I just flew back from Long Beach last week and yes. um 
Yes. I got a more intimate pat down than I'm used to. It wasn't inappropriate, but um, I was a little bit surprised. <laughs> I was patted down one time, yeah, I Dave. Remember that. That's and the lovely. woman looked Thank at me she's like, my goodness, you have a lot Thanks of padding in that bra, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I honestly fault. don't know what goes through it's people's brains bra. sometimes. What, I, what can you say? <laughs> Nope. Nope. All right. Not a very whole good, lot. Peggy. You did All yeoman's right. work there with it. your with your I head injury. Enough. Please go to through. the local urgent care and don't drive yourself. Yes. <laughs> Please, we're yeah, waiting with bated breath. All right. All right. Take care. I'll keep you posted. Bye. I'm sure. All right. Bye.